Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hello. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Um, I guess now it's been an, enough weeks away from CES <laughs> that uh, you guys are recovered, yet we're still going to talk about a device today in <laughs> some way. Somehow technology will still seep in. Um, today on the show, we're actually going to talk about mindfulness and parenting and kids um, and uh, meditation, but we're going to focus a little more on this idea of mindfulness and self-awareness rather than the heavy word of meditation, which I think is intimidating to some people. We have a special guest on the show today, Anna Peterson Maxelka. She is the founder of a company called Zenimals. Um, they make this little device, which Andrea has actually, you have in your hand right now, I think. Um, I do. It's right? about the size of my hand. Yeah. It's about the size of my hand. Um, it looks like a turtle. And on the what would be the hard shell of the turtle on the perimeter are different um, soft buttons that you press. And um, so they kind of give you different meditations, like one for relaxation, one for gratitude, one for um, sleep. So it's, it's nine guided mindfulness meditations. But I thought this was interesting, not so much for the device, although it's clever, but as a way to teach kids to be mindful and to, to carry that through to the whole family because Lord knows I could use some mindfulness too. Yeah, I like that it's a little separate thing and not an app on your smartphone because I think it's very easy when it's an app on your smartphone to still like look at your email and oh, text yeah. somebody or watch a YouTube video. <laughs> like it's just, it doesn't really, I don't think people equate their smartphone or kids certainly don't equate a smartphone with relaxation. I feel like it's um, the antithesis of mindfulness is holding yeah, your smartphone. It really is. It's sucking you into something and making you really not present in the moment. So I love that it's this little separate thing um, that a kid can throw in a backpack or a parent can put on a table or you could just have in your kid's room without it like having a light shining too. I know we had a lot of white noise machines where everything had cast like a glow that was so annoying when your kid wanted to sleep. I never understood that. But um, so we will have her on the show. We're going to talk about all those things. And then of course, we will have our bites of the week. So we will be right back with Anna Peterson Maxelka. We are back. We are joined by Anna Peterson Maxalka, the founder and CEO of Zenimal. Um, Anna, we are so happy to have you on with us today. Hi. Good morning. Yes, I'm. I'm beyond thrilled. I'm a little nervous. This is our. This is our first Zenimal uh, interview podcast. So we're. <laughs> um, I'm, but I am. I am absolutely delighted. So thank you. Yeah, well, we're happy to be the first. We're happy to introduce this <laughs> first to all of our parent listeners out there. Um, you know, we were talking even before you came on. I think this whole idea of mindfulness and meditation and, you know, I think people hear about it. It sounds like a buzzword. Maybe people have even tried a few apps with their kids. I know my daughters have gone through a few popular meditation apps that they hated the voice, <laughs> you know, they, yes. they can't find something that relates to them. You know, they're teenagers. It all sounds kind of hokey. They really have tried. But what you've done um, is, is tap into something a little different. And I think this idea of mindfulness and self-awareness is, is a little different than just um, what people think of when they think of meditation. 
Yeah, that yeah, exactly. I think um, you know, and I I I never want to kind of poo-poo the apps. I think they're 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 doing a great job, you know, bringing awareness and um and they do offer some some great options. But yeah, it is, you know, guided meditations are one of those things that if, you know, if you don't like the voice or you don't like the theme, it's like, oh man, this is I can't sit through this. Um and it was something I wanted it to be really accessible. I wanted the child to be able to control it themselves. I really, really didn't want it to involve a smartphone or a smart device or a tablet. You know, I think so much of their day now they're they're saying kids are spending up to eight hours a day in front of a screen, which is I'm still trying to figure out the math on that. I'm like, so when do they when do they sleep? When do they get dressed? Right. They're just always, always in front of this thing. So I wanted to give an opportunity um, for that little break. And the nine different guided meditations, you know, every, every day is different, especially for children. Um, and one day, something that they're struggling with might not be the same thing they're struggling with the next day. So it's not a one size fits all. And, um, you know, they all vary in length and I think the biggest thing is just to eliminate those expectations and the judgment of I'm not good at this, right? Like, I mean, I, I've been meditating since I was, oh gosh, nine years old, and um, I'm still not great at it. There are still some days where I'm like, I go through my whole business plan in the course right. of the meditation, <laughs> like, oh, wow, I don't think I, I don't think I meditated at all. But but the point is, I sat down to do it. And that's all I'm asking for is is people just to try on a daily basis. Uh, and that's that's kind of where where I'm coming from uh, with Zenimal. How would you describe mindfulness? Like, I think there's been a move away from this word meditation because maybe it sounded intimidating. Um, yeah, and, and this idea yeah. of mindfulness, which I think is more um, present, maybe, or, or something you can do within yeah. other things. Yeah, it's this moment to moment awareness that lacks any judgment or labeling. Um, it's just what is in this moment. And I think what's so beautiful, I, I come, I, I had severe anxiety as a child and purely just saying right now I am safe. Like I am safe. And that, that is true in this very second. And sometimes that's just enough to take that edge off. And so mindfulness is just that moment to moment what is happening right now? Um, because ultimately, that's all that matters. That's all we can control. Um, I'm <laughs> my husband will laugh. I'm I'm a little bit of a control freak. Um, and but but coming into the right now eliminates that. Um, I'm not thinking about the past. I'm not thinking about the future. And I think kids these days, you know, it's and these days I sound oh my gosh like I'm already an old lady. But um, you know, kids I. We're, we're, we're putting so much on them, you know, in the future, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to be, you know, are, you know, what, what grade are you going to get on that test tomorrow? Um, how many likes are you going to get on that photo? It's everything is in the future. Um, 
and and a lot of it is is living in other people's lives right with social media and things like that and so again just um coming back to circling back to mindfulness it's just what is what is right now it's it's quite simple it's you know it doesn't have to have you know, any religious connotations. It doesn't have to um, be this perfect situation where you're in, you know, the perfect yoga tights and and cute little tank right. tops sitting, you know, in front of a bunch of bamboo. It doesn't have to be that, you know, it's it's in the car taking one deep breath and, and saying, I'm okay right now. You know, what's really interesting to me when I saw this product and when I met you was, you know, I'm one of those people, um, my brain just, I can't be in the moment. I, my brain is so cluttered that I'm constantly thinking, what's next? What do I have to do next? What time do I have to get there? You know, and then I get something like what happened this morning where my car battery dies and it just throws everything oh. off. And I think <laughs> that like, that's the moment that you really need to just take a breath. And because I'm not trained to do that, my brain goes into overdrive and my body goes into, you know, cortisol producing, stress inducing, you know, craziness. And so for me, when I saw this, I thought, what a great tool to be able to teach kids and give them this tool so that when something happens, they can learn to just breathe or to be in touch with their feelings or to just take a moment before they react. Um, and, and so it's definitely something that as a grown up, since I don't have those skills, I want to try to learn how to do. Yeah. And that's just through daily practice and you don't have to sit for three hours a day. It can be 10 minutes in the morning, five minutes in the morning. It can be three deep breaths in the morning if that's all the time you have, but it is really that daily practice. It's like working out. You can't work out one day and the next day you wake up, you're like, well, I'm fixed. I'm good to go. Um, it's, it's actually, it's almost like a muscle. It's, it's that amygdala activation that initiates that fight or flight response, um, releasing all of that cortisol um, and and making for that big stressful feeling. Um, and, and mindfulness uh, kind of uh, connects the, uh, it's the prefrontal cortex, connects it to that amygdala, allowing for kind of an easier response to a stressful situation. It takes the edge off of it because they are, those two parts are more connected. Um, and this allows for more effective of stress regulation, mood regulation. Um, you still may have big feelings about something, but you'll come down quicker from it. That's what that's actually what the science is showing. Um, and you're not living in this heightened state of stress all of the time. You know, we're, we're just not wired for that. We're we're wired to be, you know, chased by a saber-toothed tiger and then it ends, right? And then we come down, we go sit by the fire, we breathe. It's, that's kind of how we're wired. We're, but now we're just living in this, we are constantly bombarded with information that usually doesn't feel great, right? Like we're the news, it's the social media, things that, that you think may not be bothering you, but it's keeping you in that heightened state. And so mindfulness just allows that that prefrontal cortex to just ease it a little bit um, and, and kind of uh, regulate those hormones. So it is a daily practice. And I and I it's always such a bummer, right? Because it's when, you know, you know, if people want to lose weight, you have to work out. Oh, man, like, that's not what I wanted to hear. Because <laughs> um, it is it's tough. And some days, 
I don't, I don't want to meditate. You know, I'm like, I want to, I want to sit in my grump. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And you just, and then after five minutes I sit, it's like, oh, I'm so glad that I did that. I do feel better, but it is, it's definitely a, definitely a daily practice. Anna, can you um, describe the Zenimal to us? What exactly is it? Yeah. So it's a, it's a screen free portable meditation device. It, it plays nine guided meditations um, for every category ranging from sleep, empathy, gratitude. There's a stillness that just kind of will, is a, is a nice grounding meditation. Um, there's a silicone cover. It's FDA uh, approved food grade that's removable, washable, uh, just make sure it's it's completely dry before you put it back on. And uh, it's got a power button, volume control, and then the nine buttons around the shell of the turtle. It's super duper simple. Um, and that's the idea is that it just does one thing. I think, you know, we're always sold on, you know, the device that does it all. It's this this when you pick this up, it's like I know what I'm doing right now. Your body knows what it's doing. Your brain knows what it's doing. It's it's going to be calm. It's going to be still for five minutes. Um, and so that was the idea. And and it's something. I know it's about the it's about the size of a smartphone. So it's small. It can be thrown into the backpack. Um, it can be left on the child's pillow at night. You don't have to worry about going back in, sneaking in. How many times I, right. you know, our army crawled into my kid's yeah. room to to turn something off. Um, it shuts down by itself after 10 minutes of non-use. Um, when you power on, it plays just relaxing music. So if you are someone who just can't stand the sound of my voice, um, then you can just, you know, you, you know, you just don't want to hear it that day. Uh, you can just use that function and then that will time out after 10 minutes as well. That's great. You know, one of the things you mentioned um, when we were talking before we started taping is that parents are now using this sort of with their children and incorporating mindful parenting and it becomes a family thing. It doesn't have to just be something you hand to your child. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's and we suggest especially for the first, you know, couple of 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 sessions to to sit with your child and do it and the just the entire energy of the household will kind of come down and and get more grounded. Um, I've been so delighted. I um, a lot of parents have written me saying, "Oh, we use this at the dinner table before dinner," um, which I thought was, "Oh man, I, I didn't I didn't even think about that." Um, and it's you know it's a lovely way to to ground everybody before a meal um, and connect everybody. And meditation is actually a really neat group. Uh, We all kind of think of it as this as this individual thing. But when you sit with a group, there is this energy um, that is created um, through everybody kind of being on the same level. And, And so I I, I have two little kids. I know the chaos and, and the beauty. It's beautiful chaos of, of having, you know, a busy household. But if everybody is sitting um, with with the same intention, uh, you can just sort of feel it, if that makes sense. No, it does. I was thinking about it during um, like when my girls were little, when they always had circle time in nursery school yeah. and kindergarten, like how nice that would have been if they had like a little <laughs> meditation turtle to sort of, you know, give one kid a day the chance to like hold the turtle, but everyone in the circle come together. Because I think um, you see that a lot in classrooms when kids are little, this attempt to sort of 
bring it down <laughs> at a yeah. certain point, you know, with teachers will turn yes. off the lights, whatever it is, but yeah. I could see how that would be really useful. And, um, having that in the home, especially, I think everyone at the end of when parents come home from work and, you know, maybe a babysitter leaves that there's always that transition time that tends to be pretty yes. rough. Oh, those transitions. Um, yeah. yeah. And this, and, 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 and it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, you're having a hard time. Here's your Zenimal, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, like, let's, let's take a breath. And I think if they do have that daily practice with, with the Zenimal kids, you can just say, Hey, let's take a breath. You don't even have to get the turtle out, right. you know, let's take a breath and their, and their body will respond better to that. It's not, don't tell me I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to take a breath right now. And I, and I still get that from my kids. Right. And so you, you let it go and you try again the next day. Well, if you make a version for getting through the college application process, <laughs> you will be a bazillionaire because junior, if you can do the junior, senior year one, the like SATs, oh. you know, that one, and then into the college application process for parents and kids. Um, I think you would, <laughs> you would create I something. I still have incredible. memories, memories from that. And it is it like you just even saying those words, my skin, right. kinda, I feel like the hair on my arms stand up. Um, yeah, it's uh, brutal. I, I, I don't think that I would grow up again. People are, you know, people are like, oh, I would, I, I would just wish I could be younger. I'm like, oh man, I'm so happy to be where I am and not be applying to college and, and worrying about those things. So yes, yes, we will, we, we will have something <laughs> coming down the pipeline for college admissions and uh, prep tests for sure. Sadly, not in time to help Rebecca and, and no. Amy. <laughs> <We're>, oh gosh. <laughs> well, we'll be, you know, we're, we're, we're breathing. We're still breathing. So that's, we got to dog we got we got a different kind of meditation which is a puppy so it is actually that it's it's interesting because the 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 response in the brain is very similar with a pet it's it releases that that oxytocin uh that just petting petting an animal it's it's a really amazing thing so yeah that's your meditation just petting your dog but just be there just pet your yep. dog that's you it have that's to all be you're present doing with your dog I have to say yes you can't get away with uh <laughs> not being present no they'll 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 call you out for sure yeah <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for joining us today this is a really interesting conversation and I hope um all of our parents out there you know start to think about incorporating mindfulness and don't see it as such a giant challenge um we'll oh, put a yeah. link to Zenimals on our on our show page and you know thank you again it this has really uh, been great i appreciate all you guys are doing and um and thank you so much for the opportunity we will be right back with our bites of the week we are back with our bites of the week amy what do you have i have a really fun website that you scroll down through and it's called um the deep sea have you guys seen this it's going around no. Facebook like crazy. So it's this guy named Neil, N-E-A-L, and the site is neil.fun slash deep dash C. And, you know, we'll put a link to it. But if you want to find it right now, that's where it is. And basically what he's done is you scroll down through the sea and you see what is in the ocean where. And it's so cool because like in the beginning, you know, it's like all these fish that you're familiar with and stuff that's up near the top of the ocean. And then as you get farther down, it just gets weirder, you know, like the stuff in the ocean is just 
it oh, gets it's like alien. Yes, it gets really strange. And then like you're going down, you're going down and you see like, you know, where the 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 deepest human scuba dive is. And then you go down like 2000 meters past that and you're like, "Oh, elephant seals dive here." Like all this stuff that you don't think of being in the deep part of the sea. And then you keep going down and down and down and down and you see like where humans have have dove to in submarines and then you see like all these crazy crazy creatures that don't even seem real and you just keep going down and down i mean it goes down like ten thousand meters wow it's it's so cool to just sit there for five minutes and keep scrolling down and seeing what's there it's really neat that sounds very cool you know we used to sail and i you know we'd be out on the long island sound and i had a depth meter you know that told me if we were getting into shallow water and needed to move but i always wondered you know when it was like thousands of feet i thought what is down there you know who goes down there to see so that's very cool i would have loved to have seen that oh my god it's such weird it's like all those weird deep sea creatures in like nemo you know where you're like right. no, they made that up no it's real it's a real thing and it's down there Right. There's a lot of people who think we should be spending less money on space and more money on exploring the ocean since it is a genuine part of our, you know, planet that we just do not understand at all. Well, at one point when you're scrolling, I forget how deep it is, but it says more people have been to the moon than to this part of the ocean. (laughs) That is crazy. That's cool. (laughs) That's really cool. All right. Andrea, what do you have? All right. So I just want to remind everyone, it is winter after all. And uh, this morning I got up to go to the gym. And of course, my car battery was dead. (laughs) Um, And I am so lucky because I have a Cobra jump pack in my car. It's a handheld battery charger. I mean, I don't need to get jumper cables and find someone who can pull their car up across from mine and connect the cars. I just was able to open um, my hood, connect the little cables that are that come with this device and jumpstart my own car. And it was super easy to do. And it's just such a great thing to have in your car. And then, of course, my son called me a few weeks ago. Same thing. Mom, the car died. We won't get into why my son called me to say the car died. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. But um, And I walked him through because there was one in his car that he just completely forgot he had. So these have been around for a couple of years. I had one of the first ones, and I remember using it in a parking garage, and the guy in the garage literally tried to buy it from me. Like, oh, my God, I need that. I can make so much money jumping people's dead batteries. Um, They've gotten so much more powerful. You can jump a truck. You can jump start a boat now. Um, There's a waterproof version. And they're like $100. You could probably get the older versions with a little bit less amperage. Um, on Amazon for less money. All you have to do is remember to bring it in once you've used it and charge it up again. Although I hadn't used mine in a couple of months, I guess, and it still had four bars of power. So it really held it. I I have one too. They sent me one last year and it was crazy. I I used it. I was visiting my mom in Buffalo and her car was dead because Buffalo. And I jumped her car with it And she watched me do it and it was so easy. And so like literally within 90 seconds of her saying my battery's dead, I had her car started Mm -hmm. and we went right inside and she ordered one on Amazon. 
Like <laughs> she, she was like, I need this in my car all the time. And um, it has saved us so many times. And the last time I used mine, um, it was I was actually coming back from your house, Andrea, and my <laughs> my trunk was broken. My trunk broke at Andrea's house. So I'm driving back from New Jersey with my trunk. Don't ask. Like, oh, my God. We finally got it like tied shut enough. But I totally forgot when I got home that it wasn't completely shut. So the next morning I had to drive my daughter somewhere and we had to be on time. And of course, the battery was dead because the trunk being a couple inches open left the light on all night. And she's freaking out because we're going to be late. And no, within like a minute, I had the car started and I hadn't used it since the previous winter. Like it will hold a charge. It holds it. Yeah, for a long time. It's pretty amazing. I cannot tell you how amazing this thing is. Like every car needs one. The other thing is it has a strobe light. So if you, you know, if you're on the side of the road or you're having an issue, it's got a flashlight, an LED flashlight. It's got a strobe. It's got an SOS signal. Um, and then you can bring it in and charge it up in a wall outlet, or you can charge it in the car. And it's just, it just holds its power. So, oh, and the other thing is if you're out of battery in your phone or some other device, you can reverse and you can plug in your cable and charge your phone off of it. That sounds like a really good, like hostess gift. If you have if you're going to stay like in the summer, if you have a friend who has a boat, mm. yes, <laughs> or exactly. if you have a friend who puts you up in the winter, like if you have a ski, you know, someone has a ski house or like, that's just like a really practical, really good thing. And also yeah. if your kid goes away to college with a car. It is at some so point. when I showed this to my friend, she bought one for each kid. He has a Hanukkah present a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, like you're in college, you need this. And I'll never forget too. My husband had a, um, you know, a ride on uh, lawnmower when we lived in Ridgewood and that was dead one day and he went to the car and got the jump starter and it jumped it like he oh, started awesome. his mower <laughs> it was great so here's your annual reminder to get <laughs> one of these charge it up put it in the car because now i don't have to sit here waiting for aaa all day mm-hmm. all right no that's great all right well my bite is an article um sort of related to our topic today but different um it's called a world without pain It was in the January 13th issue of The New Yorker, which because I just went on two plane rides, I caught up on my giant stack (laughs) of New Yorker. Like I was at that point where I'm like, do I throw them all out and pretend I just never received them? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I try to plow through? And I plowed through. Um, But it's an article. The subtitle is Does Hurting Make Us Human? It's by Ariel Levy. It is such an interesting article because I know people have probably heard of people who don't feel pain, like literally don't feel pain. So they break an arm. They don't know. They I mean, it's a phenomenon. There is this one woman that they're studying now who doesn't feel pain, but also doesn't feel pain in her personality. Hmm. So not only does she not feel physical pain, but when like horrible things happen to her, she registers that they're horrible. But has like, well, we soldier on and not in like a stiff upper lip way, like, uh, okay, like that happened. So I can't do anything about that. Like move on. So she has zero anxiety, zero depression, zero, nothing like that, um, is very much in the moment. And it's like beyond a can do attitude, right? And she's incredibly outgoing, which often people are shy when they have that condition where they feel no pain. She's actually really bubbly and chatty and outgoing, and it's crazy. So they're studying her genes, like literally looking at her genome to figure out 
where this happens um, and comparing her to other people who feel no pain and then using that to try to create a new class of anti-anxiety and anti-depression drugs that work in a completely different way than present drugs work, like on a completely different system in the body. Mm. Um, it's fascinating. And one of the things this article tackles is this sort of idea, this romantic notion that if you don't have pain, you don't have joy. That, you know, you need the feel the down to really appreciate the up. And there's a professor from Yale who basically literally says in the article, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like it is a stupid romantic notion this idea that like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger and blah 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 he's like that's nonsense everyone would be better off in life without having to deal with serious grief and this idea that that's what makes us human has sort of evolved out of this romantic notion but it's not true that people would be much better off not having PTSD and you know deep 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 wells of grief and it, it's not something that just makes you stronger it's just what we like to tell people or tell ourselves um, so it's a fascinating article because it's not just about medicine it's actually about philosophy and do you need the down to appreciate the ups or could you just be fine if you were just in the up zone um, most of the time so I don't know, it was just fascinating to me. And I think it's really interesting that they're trying to develop new drugs around this genetic idea and this system of the body rather than um, this whole idea of serotonin and everything they've been stuck on. But they talk about, you know, what she talked about today in our segment, like the flight or fright, you know, that whole thing, um, you know, that we just don't need that anymore. <laughs> in our current society. So why should we be kind of catering to it? It was, it's really interesting. There was an episode of The Good Doctor with a character like that. I didn't realize it was a real thing. I thought they made it up for the show. No, it's a real, it's a real thing. And um, most people don't live that long who have it because they break bones, they burn themselves severely, like they get really, really hurt because they have no sense of pain. Um, and so they die. <laughs> like most people don't live very long, but she's lived a very, very long time. I mean, literally, like she fell as a child and hurt her arm and like came home and like her mom's like, um, your arm is just hanging there. Oh. Like it was broken. <laughs> and same thing with, you know, childbirth, obviously. Like she just, it's not a high pain threshold. It's no pain. That is but the so fact weird. It's so weird. And it's very, very dangerous. Um because you just don't have a sense, like a car could run over your foot. Like you don't have a sense of like pulling back from a curb. Like you don't have a sense of danger. And I mean, she had a hip replacement and her family just kept noticing that she was walking weird. And But she'd go to the doctor and they'd say, do you have pain? Do you have, and she'd say no. So they were like, okay, because they didn't know she had this condition. And finally, like the third time, her family was like, please do an x-ray. <laughs> just please. And she had like no hip bone. Oh my God. It was like distorted and mangling and the doctor was like, oh my God. And they didn't know how to do anesthetic for her because you, you, you don't know what to do for this person. Like you could over medicate them so easily or do they even not need it? And they really? said after her surgery, she'd have like a Tylenol because they gave it to her automatically in the room. But on the other hand, they don't have any warning signs for everything. So a lot of times, like, they'll die of a stroke. They'll die of a heart attack because they don't feel it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's an incredible story. It really is. And the whole notion that it also affects you 
emotionally um, is just this whole other branch that they had never considered before. So it, I don't know. It's fascinating. That's and- the part that I thought they made up. Like I knew about the physical one. Like I've heard stories about kids that have that. And there was that that M. Night Shyamalan movie. What was that? Right, right, right. Where he's like glass bones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which horrible Mr. movie. Glass. But, you know, same thing. Right. But the emotional part is what really gets me. Like to it just seems like you would be like a robot. Right, because it's not. It's not and like she's Asperger's. Not. And it's she's not just emotionally cut off. It's she's like optimistic and bubbly and like, you know, just what you would hope to to be, you know, in the face of like, you know, daunting things. And it's wild. <laughs> it's mm. wild. So, yeah, it's interesting that they're looking at her not just in terms of how can we develop new substitutes for opioids, which is obviously part of what they're doing is how you can block pain, but more like how can we develop a new class of anti-anxiety and anti-depression drugs Mm. yeah i don't know i was like that is the future man i don't know but meanwhile the first trial they did of something was like terrible (laughs) like everyone (laughs) died who was on it or something it was awful so (laughs) they've got a long way to go but they are starting to put the money into it um they said it's hard to find the people to study because people don't know they have it Because they just don't feel any pain. <laughs> like, they don't know that they're supposed to be feeling pain. Right. Crazy. Um, anyway, that is our show for today. We will have links to everything we talked about at parentingbites.com. On facebook.com slash parentingbites, you can, you know, DM us if you want. Tell us what you'd like to hear on the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you want to leave us a message on Facebook and tell us where you listen to us, we'd love to know that too. It's so interesting to me to see how like Spotify has now become um, supposedly the number one place where people are listening to podcasts, but I don't know anyone who is. So I, I am. To hear from people. Yeah, I you, do. Uh huh. I do. To Spotify. Okay. Well, I do because it's set up through my Sonos, so mm. I actually it's easier for me to play a Spotify podcast than it is for me to go to the podcast app on my phone and get it through my Sonos. Hmm. Wow, that makes sense. Well, we would love to know. So um, that's our show. If you know, please let us know how you listen to us and what you'd like us to talk about on the show. We'd love to hear listener feedback. Until next week, happy parenting. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.